HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Arway. This actually marks the 100th episode of Let's Eat In. Oh, thank you. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. Thanks for listening. Um, today's guest happens to be an awesome, amazing guest to uh, kick off the next 100 with. His name is Danny Bowen, and he is the chef at Mission Street Food. The most awesome restaurant ever. Awesome. Thanks. Now, it's Mission, we're now Mission Chinese Food. But I we can't were, keep it straight. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, it's a really confusing, <laughs> confusing situation and story, but yeah. Totally. Super, I mean, the okay. subtitle of the book, the cookbook mm-hmm. that came out last summer. Yeah. It's called, um, the, what's it called? Uh, of an unlike something. Uh, improb- uh, recipes and from something. An improbable, from an improbable restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it has a hilarious business plan for this restaurant right. that was like, Let's have strangers come in and cook, and let's not make any money, right. and let's give it away to charity. Right. I mean, that one, that book was actually written by my business partner, Anthony Mient, um, and his wife, Karen Leibowitz. Um, I'm in there a lot, but I actually didn't write um, anything in there, <laughs> which is, but it's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing book, and it's an amazing story, and, and I owe it all to that rest, Mission Street Food in, in the beginning, because... You know, I came on halfway through that project and started doing, collaborating with Anthony and all the guest chefs and just tackling this crazy project. And it the kind of The project meaning the book or the No, the just the restaurant, restaurant. itself. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it is kind of confusing because after, towards the end of Mission Street Food, um, Anthony and, and Karen started that up themselves out of a taco truck in San Francisco. <laughs> and then it got shut down and this is all in the book, but then they... Basically, had to relocate and go to. Uh, Anthony found a Chinese restaurant that was just a hole in the wall, kind of failing, and 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 they were fine with that because they owned the building and they didn't want to be really busy. They, it was a family-owned thing, and so he asked them if they could go in there and rent the kitchen from them and prep and do something once a week. And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, we don't care." Mm-hmm. And then it was like massively, crazily successful and busy, and that kind of you know spawned into a two day, two nights a week project. And then I came on midway through, and um, Anthony went to open another restaurant um, called Commonwealth, and 
he was absorbed with that and he couldn't do mission street food anymore i don't think any of us could because it was it was so crazy and whimsical and like uh spontaneous um so he was like you know what what do you want to do and i was like well i want to stay here and work with these people because i I developed a, a relationship with the owners and the cooks that actually worked there in the restaurant in the chinese restaurant so i was always in their way you know through the week and then we started working together. I was like, I want to make Chinese food with these guys. And that's how it all happened. So now Mission Chinese Food is is fully functional. Mission Street Food isn't. Um, and it's kind of confusing because the book... Uh, I'm totally lost. Yeah, the book <laughs> the book documents Mission Street Food, that project. Right, right. And then now it's Mission Chinese Food. It's a totally different thing. But people um, often, you know, the, the Mission Street Food book is about Mission Street Food and that okay. twice a week thing. And then right. Mission Chinese Food is a full-time restaurant and i had the pleasure of checking it out last summer um amazing stuff well thank you it actually really spoke to me because i'm always um like i'm half chinese so i'm always making some or trying to make some creative fusion i guess and like walking there and tasting stuff i was like you guys just read you guys are insane okay anyway but uh, you know speaking of mission chinese food Uh was the intention um i know it's in an old like kind of crummy Chinese restaurant Um, were you planning were you guys planning on doing Chinese food anyway or was it really a no it was it came it it came about like one of the towards the end of Mission Street Food uh, the guest chefs were having twice a week Um, on Saturdays we were so busy um, and it was well all the chefs we needed to get were so busy that it was very difficult to get people on Saturday nights. Most chefs work on Saturday nights. So we started doing everything ourselves uh, on Saturday nights, and we're, we were looking, we are trying to have a theme tied to everyone, and finally we were like, let's make Chinese food. And mm-hmm. that's how it started. And so we did it, and I was like, we all had a great time doing it. And all the people in the uh, Chinese restaurant were just shaking their heads at us, like, that's wrong, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> and so, but it's the way that it kind of evolved is that as cooks, we all enjoyed eating at Chinese restaurants in our day off because uh, mm-hmm. it's simple. There's tons of flavor. A lot of the flavors, especially Sichuan food, which is what we started doing in the beginning, there are these flavors that we're not used to as cooks. You know, yeah. like I mean, like the bitter and the numbing. Like whenever, if you're working at like a, a you know fine dining restaurant, uh, for example, you're not often using these numbing no, I don't elements. Think so. And <laughs> and so it was cool. It was like you know trying to find out how to do something. You're like, wow, this is insane. So we, all our cook friends would get together on our day off and go eat at a Sichuan restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we started going to all the Sichuan restaurants in San Francisco. And then we were like. I, I was like, basically, Anthony was like, what kind of, what do you want to do? Because I, I have to tell the owners what kind of Chinese food you want to make because they don't really speak English. And I yeah, was like, sure. I want to make Szechuan food. And they're Cantonese, so they're like, you can do whatever. And I, it was good because then I was like, well, at least they won't be like, you're doing that wrong because they don't eat really spicy food mm-hmm. and a lot of Szechuan food is spicy. So it started the it started as just uh, you know us wanting to make the food that we like to eat on our okay. day off. Cool. And I know, uh, speaking of like different heritages, you know, different types of food colliding. Um, and I know you're Korean, mm-hmm. and Anthony, um, the, your partner, right. is, uh, I think he's ethnically Chinese. Right. Grew but up a bit, yeah, so long Chinese story. Burmese, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's very interesting. I'm Korean, I grew up, um, I was adopted when I was three months old, and I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay. And so I never had Korean food until I was like 19 or 20 when I moved to San Francisco. Because there aren't tons of Korean restaurants in Oklahoma. Um, so did you go exploring and eating up everything you could? There was one a block away from my house, and I ate there like every day because I was like, wow, this is really 
cool and good and weird, but really awesome. So I ate there a lot, and the old the old ladies in the restaurant were like, that owned the place, they're like, speaking to me in Korean. And I was like, I have no idea. You know, and, but we developed a relationship, and they were like, I was just like, just make me whatever you want, and I'll try it. And so I... And then my wife is um, Korean as well, and so I've been to Korea like 10 times with her and yeah. gotten to try lots of awesome food. Wow. So it's been a learning experience. That's, That's fascinating. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like the subject of another book. Right. Maybe. Actually, I think there is another book. Possibly. It's like the, the trails of something, some oh. woman who was adopted and then Oh, tried. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Uh, that that can be another episode mm-hmm. <clears throat> in these next 100 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, this is all relevant if you're not in San Fran because um, Mission, I don't know what it's going to be called. Mission, Mission Chinese Food. Chinese Food is yeah. opening a new location in New York yeah. City soon. Yeah. We're going to be in the Lower East Side. So we're on, it's on um, Orchard Street between Rivington and Stanton. And we're hoping to be open very soon. Um, oh my gosh. We don't know an actual date yet because we're trying to get everything together. But uh, I moved here two days ago. So um, we're. So you're like the head hard. chef for this one? I'm the head chef here. I'm going to live here as long as I can. And um, well obviously, done. the one in. Thank you. Uh, the one in San Francisco is still up and going super strong. Uh, the sous chef there, um, who I've worked with for like over nine years now, um, he's running the show there. We just. We've talk on the you know every day on skype and he's actually here with me right now but we're gonna try to do it you know uh together so sweet um and uh i know that mission it's 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 an interesting name because it's not so much the the, it's also the name of mission dolores the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and the street mission Mm -hmm. street in san fran but it's also it kind of nicely sums up the uh the mission (laughs) right right i mean it's interesting you know when i met my business partner anthony um he's really he kind of is the person i learned so much from him um because i was all i've just cooked and i enjoyed cooking and he wanted to get into the food business for different reasons and a lot of that is um for charitable um, purposes so uh, when we started um mission street food there was always when he started mission street food there was always a charitable um Organization that they would donate a portion of the proceeds from each dinner, um, and it and it changed every week. Right. When we started Mission Chinese Food, we started um, we were like, let's just donate everything to the San Francisco Food Bank. Uh, so we donate seventy five cents from every entree there um, to the food bank in San Francisco, and it's amazing. Like, it's one of those Do you things guys that m- make any money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, but you know, it's it's amazing being able to give back, and yeah. and because especially because we're such a small, tiny, you know small business and but it really has been awesome I and mean, we've raised over a hundred thousand dollars since we've been open wow. uh, for the food and bank in san francisco four years or something well, or? for mission chinese food we've only been open for about two, two and right. so that's been um crazy so yeah it's so, awesome so do you have um any chosen beneficiaries for new york's uh news location not yet i mean we're, mm-hmm. we're definitely um researching how about heritage radio <laughs> <laughs> we were definitely trying to it's going to be definitely a food-based charity and um we're just kind of in the process of, of you know, nailing one down. There's yeah, tons that we're so. looking at. And, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's super exciting. It's cool to, like, for me, it was cool to kind of think outside of the box and be like, look, you know, going out to eat for me, especially as a cook, I was always going out to eat for, like, selfish reasons because I love to eat food. And it's cool to be able to go out and, and think about it from a perspective as, like, even if you didn't, if you came and didn't have the best meal of your life, but you still were able to help someone else out, that's awesome. You know, yeah. it's really, really great to think about going somewhere and not only, you know, be having a good meal, but also being able to help someone else. 
I don't think I, I could, anyone really could gripe or right. yelp or about right, right. a bad meal if well, it was going to charity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool. We're super oh, excited. That's one strategy. Um, what is your favorite thing that you've made, cooked in your time, your and, tenure? And, and at Mission Chinese? Sure. Or, um, I don't know. It always changes. Uh, I think one of our, my, I mean, one of my more favorite dishes um, is the thrice cooked bacon dish that we do. Oh, yeah. And just because that dish kind of, um, it's our take kind of on, it's like a bunch of different things. It's kind of like a Shanghainese rice cake dish, but um, kind of together with the Sichuan twice cooked pork. Um, but we cook it three different ways. So we th- mm. it's bad. And the cool thing about it is there's tons of different, uh, it hits like all the flavor profiles. It's like, there's, it's basically it's um, bacon that's been smoked, cured and smoked, and then um, it's been poached and then frozen and then sliced and then steamed and then stir fried in a wok with rice cakes and bitter melon and tofu skin mm-hmm. and fermented black bean and chili oil. So it's cool because it's it's like spicy, smoky, salty, sweet from the the we the r- tofu skin is is marinated in like sake and soy sauce and then it's like bitter from the bitter melon and um oh numbing from the Sichuan peppercorn so it's all these like crazy flavors Crispy. yeah 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 that sounds really fun one of my favorites so i'm excited and what are you looking forward to cooking perhaps in the future i don't know you know i just got back from a trip Any teasers? I, was, I was in i was in chengdu for a while uh, for uh, 10 days um and i just saw so many eye-opening things you know when we started mission chinese food i'd never been to china I never cook Chinese food. I'm not Chinese. I mean, I'd eaten a lot of Chinese food. But it was cool. I've been to New China twice in the past year. And it's been really cool to see. I went to um, Hong Kong and Beijing first. And then I just got back from the Sichuan province. There's so many things that I just wanted to make. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just so excited about. Because it's Chinese food is like, it's to me, it's, so, it's awesome. Because there's so many different types of Chinese food. And they did everything, not everything, but they did a lot of things first, you know. A lot of things can be traced back to Chinese cooking. And and just being in, like, Beijing and seeing, you know, street vendors making steam buns and noodles and making these awesome, like, pastas and doughs. And then being in the Sichuan province and tasting things that weren't actually spicy and the things that were, like, you know, clean and different and simple. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't really nail down one thing. It's so various, right? It's it's overwhelming. It really is (laughs) overwhelming to, to think about all the different types of of awesome Chinese food. Can you do me a favor? Sure. How about a really killer version of mampa tofu? Okay. Because I see so many bad versions. Yeah. Well, we bad. have a version that we do now. And it's, oh, okay. Uh, it, we do it... Um, we're having this really hard time because we're thinking about maybe changing it for the New York um, location, but the recipe that we have now is really cool because we slow cook. Instead of making a, like an a la menu quick, sauce, yeah. um, we like really slowly cook uh, chunks of pork shoulder, uh, when I was in Sichuan province, most of it was with beef, which was really interesting. A lot yeah, of mom yeah. had beef. Or there was one place we went to that had um, pork brain in it, which <laughs> was like, it was really super good. I don't think anyone, would eat, not a lot of people would be into that. But I was into it. It was really good. Uh, but the one we do now is braised super slow, like almost like a bolognese. Yeah, I was going to so say. So you release all like the depth a... of flavor in the, in, the, in the meat. And you get a really flavorful, uh, deep rich sauce. Like a rich meat yeah, sauce. Like, right. Like yeah. t- I don't know what it's called, but... Anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's what we do. But yeah, I mean, you should try it because I, I think hopefully you like Are it. you going to have it at the new place? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. goody. Right. All right. So um, we'll be right back with more thoughts on food and home cooking, maybe a bit. With Daniel Bowen, we're going to have a quick uh, uh, musical selection. Cool. 
This program has been sponsored by the Hearst Ranch. At Hearst Ranch, ranch manager Cliff Garrison describes their philosophy. Raising cattle on grass is both an ancient practice and one that is standard in much of the modern world. Sometimes the old ways are the right ways. We believe that our methodology is the right one for us. For more information on their premium grass-fed beef, visit HearstRanch.com. We're back on air and let's eat in. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we have Danny Bowen as a guest. D- Bowen. I Bowen. keep saying this wrong. It's okay. There's okay. not. There's an I in there somewhere. There, I, it, I know. It's, there's a, the E and an yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, you grew up where again? I what? grew up in Oklahoma City, <laughs> okay. um, which was, it's kind of weird. And I, I miss it, actually. It's very, sl- I you really like. You look very urban. You, I, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I've always, I don't know. I, you know, my parents were super cool and they let me just kind of be whatever i wanted awesome. and that was really awesome but yeah oklahoma's I, there's some really awesome qualities to it and, mm-hmm. and i and i'm really glad that i grew up there how did you know you wanted to get into cooking and food was it was it the famous oklahoma some, <laughs> some sort of i don't know cooking? Well, i don't know i think they're most famous for maybe barbecue or like chicken fried steak but um you know, I think it's from growing up and just my, you know, we weren't the most well-off family growing up, so we we always ate at home. We didn't go out to restaurants that often. And and then my mom cooked, you know, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and yeah. I was just so fascinated. I'd always stand in the kitchen and cook with my mom, which is, um, it was amazing. You know, it was like really cool. Uh, it was a good time that we'd always spend that time together, and I think that's what really inspired me to to want to cook, and, and it was cool because for that, you know, hour and a half that we ate or hour that we ate every night you know the whole family was there and my dad was there and he worked so I got to see him and talk to him so it was cool I thought well I thought that like cooking and bringing people together uh, being able to hang with your friends or your family is, is really important I think that was one of the major reasons that I wanted to cook I didn't know that once I started cooking I would never see my family or friends because I'd be cooking all the time but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you know it's uh, you, you see them when they come to the restaurant you're fostering friendship and family for other people right, I guess right, right, right. good times yeah Cool. Um, so, okay, I have to ask this for everyone. Uh-huh. And, Danny, what is the ultimate uh, date meal or romantic meal you can think of? I think sushi is probably the ultimate date meal because um, it's not, you know, super, super filling and it's enjoyable. There's lots of different tastes and flavor profiles. And, you know, you're not like, I can't have a hard time. Like, um, my wife and I go out to sushi a lot um, because, you know, again, it's like, you don't leave the meal oftentimes completely like needing to go straight to bed because you're so mm-hmm. full. Um, but that can always change. You know, that's that's probably that's probably my ultimate ultimate date meal. Yeah, just like take. How, what kind of sushi eater are you? Do you like to get different things and then kind of? I always go. I usually let the chef pick. You know, I'll go omakase. to a restaurant and then get omakase. I always ask for like nigiri omakase, which is like the rice on top of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the fish on top of rice, um, just because they're like you know it's so exciting you'll get like you know however many they want to give you. But I think you should do a rice on top of the fish. You could you, you could do yeah, that. That's sorry. like a, um, but yeah, I just typically go and like whatever you want to make. You oh, know, I see. That's so the, that's like, kind of the best way to eat at any right. restaurant. If what, the chef what, will do it, then mm-hmm. it'd be like you know like them in your hands. It's always so. good to let them choose like right. whatever's freshest exactly. because you don't want to demand something that'd be like a, right mm-hmm. right right yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess that would be my ultimate ultimate date food 
Sounds good. Yeah. And you're married. Yeah, of I'm married. Yeah. I'm married. So you guys are all relocated now. We are relocated. I have two cats and um, and a wife, and so we're all we're all living in the Lower East Side now. It's pretty awesome. Um, been there two days. Um, I'm excited to cook at home actually because we've been eating out. Yeah, every time I come to New York, it's kind of like it's overwhelming because you want to eat and see so many places and. I try to. I almost. I think I overwhelm myself and do it all. Try to do it all mm-hmm. in like the first couple of days. So I'm excited to eat at home and make like a salad or something. <laughs> Is that what <laughs> yeah. you make at home? <laughs> no, I mean you know simple, simple food. Sure, at sure, home. sure. What yeah. do you find like the most inspiring um, aspects of New York City food? Uh, how how does it differ from San you know, Fran too? Each. I mean, I love both cities. I mean, I'm, you know, there's always this thing about San Francisco versus New York or New York versus San Francisco. Uh, I think they both have ins- insane qualities about them, and both are very inspiring. I think New York is super inspiring because there's so many restaurants. There's so many different styles of food, and there's obvi- there's also like a there's a, a there's a synergy. Like there's a, there's a lot of actual. You go to restaurants, and you, a lot of restaurants you go to here, people are working so hard, and you can taste you can taste that in the food. And the same with San Francisco, but I think that. Um, here things are open later, which is another good quality because you know a lot of cooks cook late. You can go get food. You know, um, not every restaurant closes at ten o'clock, which is mm-hmm. good. Uh, and then, yeah, just the 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 vat. There's like tons of different restaurants here, and you know that's probably one of the biggest reasons. You know, if they say if you can do it here, you know, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So. So, are you looking to? So, this will be the second ch- mission Chinese, Chinese food, food yeah. Yeah. in existence, right? Any other plans to go elsewhere? We're taking it one step okay. at a time. I mean, this is the, um, you know, this is one of the biggest goals for us. This is probably def- this is definitely gonna be like one of the hardest things we've ever done. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited. We're really embracing it, and you know, this is for us right now. This is it, and then we'll see what happens later do you have any special like opening events that you're planning to do at the space um Uh, yeah we have a few ideas um we'd like to do some stuff um perhaps collaborate with a few um other people and have like a big party but uh we have to like install the kitchen first and then (laughs) solve the kitchen no install all the kitchen stuff first (laughs) and then have places to cook i mean uh, we're in the process of 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 putting all the pieces together right now. is it also in an old chinese restaurant no it's in uh it's been a couple of different places it's not an old chinese restaurant there were walks in there whenever we went there though which was cool um it was a thai restaurant before oh well okay so yeah, <laughs> maybe you should call it mission or no. <laughs> that would be more confusing. We're trying to make it as. Wait a minute! It's little... not even on Mission Street anymore. No, no, oh. it's not. Why did you choose Lower East Side? Um, well, the sp- the space is really awesome, and it kind of like when we went in there the first. It was the first space we saw, and then we saw a lot of other spaces. Um, we really wanted to do something. When I lived here, I lived here, uh, I think in two thousand three, and that was kind of the area a lot of my friends would hang out. Um, in and around now it's like crazy there like on a saturday night it's so busy but um it was you know the space kind of we we're just like this is we should do it here and so um they kind of chose us i guess nice so um in all these uh, successful two years mm-hmm. um of having mission Ch- mission chinese food and um you've donated so much money to charity mm-hmm. i can't believe a hundred thousand right. dollars over the years that's amazing mm-hmm. do you think that this is a model that other people that other restaurants could and should uh, maybe uh, subscribe to and uh, be inspired by and you know I can't speak for everyone because the restaurant business is an insanely difficult business and what and what we did at Mission Chinese Food in San Francisco um, was unique and you know we worked with a restaurant uh, where the owners were 
very um, lenient and let us do whatever we wanted to do. They owned the space, so That's we weren't true. paying rent every month. So um, we've definitely, you know, I think that I can't speak for everyone, but I do think that it's something that everyone should at least think about trying to do because it's, you know, ultimately. Do you see other examples of folks doing this? I mean, I just saw, I read something online where, like, someplace, and I don't, I can't. I really don't remember where it was. I think it's in Canada, but there's a restaurant that adopted the same principle. Oh, cool. I think it's like a hamburger shop or something, and they're doing it now. You know, you just you feel insanely good. You know, it's it's such a gratifying feeling to not only know that you're you know feeding people, but also helping. You know, um, kind of like two birds one stone. You mm-hmm. know, and so you know, I think it's definitely something um, that everyone should entertain. But I don't. I can't. I can't say everyone should do it because it is a different, a def- difficult uh, business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, so, and um, folks, uh, you know, when you guys first started up uh, Mission Chinese Food, folks might have described it then as, or maybe they do describe it as a pop up. Uh huh. Is yeah. that a good term for it? Well, or? yeah. I mean, it, in in all honesty, like it's it's the most confusing story of all time. Mission Street Food, Mission <laughs> okay. Chinese Food. So Mission Street Food was a pop up. Yeah. Then at okay. Mission Chinese Food, we were like, look. We want to be open seven days a week, all day long, because a lot of people in the beginning couldn't either either they couldn't come to the restaurant because the lines were really long, or they didn't want to wait in line, or we we're only open only open two days a week. So we're like, let's just give it, let's just go above and beyond and do, just put ourselves out there because we also had to learn how to make. You know, mm-hmm. we were like, I was excited. I was like, I want to learn how to make Chinese food, so I'm just going to be here all the time. Let's be open. So um. So yeah. So the pop up is no longer, but that's kind of like the starting point. That was definitely the starting point, and that's where we got. You know, obviously, one of the cool things about working there is, you know, I didn't know how to make Chinese food at the time, but I'll be working next to when we were doing Mission Street Food. The Chinese restaurant was still doing to go orders, so I would be watching the chef do to go orders all night. Yeah. And then you know, I would eat lunch there every day, and I would just have them make me whatever they wanted, and I would just watch the chef, and I. Would, because I was allowed back there because I was prepping back there. So I kind of like convinced them to just show me how to make stuff and show me techniques. And then they were actually happy that I wanted oh, to Oh, okay. To do they it. didn't think you were like crazy or no? They thought we were crazy for okay. sure. But okay. <laughs> they didn't. They were like, why do you want to, you know, it, it's insane. It's insane. But it's so funny. The culture clash, you know. It's, it's, like... it's ridiculous. But it was, you know, it's, it's so amazing. You know, the same chef is there from whenever we were doing Mission Street Food. And we actually hired him. So he's one of our strongest uh, he's actually like the team leader in the back. He's the oldest, uh, oldest guy that works in the kitchen. So he makes all the staff meal every day, and he's taking all the new cooks under his wing, and it's it's pretty amazing. Wow! Yeah. Are you bringing any other uh, new chefs um, or old chefs from the first restaurant over to New York? For it's going to be a rotating thing. So right mm-hmm. now, the the sous chef from San Francisco, who's now the like executive sous chef, and there's just a new chef there, basically. Jesse Coity, he's here with me right now, helping me open the restaurant. He's going to be here for the opening, and then he's going to go back to San Francisco, and then we're going to try to bring, uh, I've already discussed it with all the, the Chinese cooks that we've hired. They're all going to come out here for like, for like a couple of weeks out of the month and just see the place and uh, and hang out and, and maybe work if they want to. But it's exciting, you know. I, I don't even know if they really understand what's going on. That, that I was like, I'm leaving. I won't be back for a while. I'll be back oh, for a couple no. months. <laughs> And I'll be back and forth, but they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, so they uh, don't really know, like, the size of this, like, whole... No, they have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea, thing. but it's it's exciting. I can't wait to bring them here and be like, this is the other restaurant. And they're going to be like, what? You're so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you and your team have a lot on your plates, and uh, I can't thank you enough for sharing awesome. your time. Yeah, thank you. I feel like I've drooled you with no. tons of questions, no, but no. Um, we're very excited uh, about the new restaurant, and uh, thanks uh, for stopping by Roberta's for some pizza. Yeah, awesome. 
And uh, we'll see you next week on the 101th. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. 101st episode of Let's Eat uh, let's eat in. But in the meantime, check out Mission Street Food or Mission Chinese Food dot com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dot com. All right. See you next week. See you. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. Oh,